tuned in to 107.9 FM, Camp Glen Radio. Your voice, your music, your station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell.
Hello, Happy New Year everyone. It's the first time I have been here since the turn of the year and it is lovely to be back in the in the chair in front of the mic speaking with you here on Cam Glen Radio. My name's Joy Mitchell. This is the Telling Your Story show and today I'm going to be talking about money. Mental health and money problems are often intricately linked and recent research shows that over 1.5 million people are experiencing both problem debt and mental health problems in the UK so this is not something that um, you know is a relevant only to a couple of people this is something that's relevant actually to all of us but we're going to have a little bit more money <laughs> if only a little bit more music <laughs> and then uh, I'll be back with more information there with money that's what I want yeah 
Aye, it would be nice to have um, enough to get by, wouldn't it? Well, yes, I'm Joy Mitchell. This is Telling Your Story. Today we're going to be talking about money and how that impacts our mental health and indeed how our mental health might impact uh, on on money. I mean, yes, it's January, isn't it? It is the month where it seems dark, it seems um, a little bit quiet. We've done our festivities, we've got nothing in our wallets. <laughs> it's also the month where we've got tickly throats and uh, all the, the viruses are going going around. So um, I do apologise in advance for any silence, it's probably me coughing away from the mic, so I'm not coughing into your ears. But we'll get there, we'll get there. So it's January, and we spent well over the festive season, didn't you? I know I did. Uh, perhaps spending money we don't have and putting expenses on credit. And here we are in seemingly the darkest, coldest month of the year, and we're skint. So many of us, we're already feeling the pinch anyway right now. Partly because it's January and, you know, we've spent more over the holidays and also because we've come through a really tough time with the cost of living over the past year or so. And it can often be compounded in those of us who are experiencing mental health problems. So that's why we're, we're speaking about it this month. People with problem debt are significantly more likely to experience mental health problems. The research shows that Nearly half, that's about 46%, so nearly half of people in problem debt also have a mental health problem. And 86% of respondents to a money and mental health survey of nearly 5,500 people with experience of mental health problems said that their financial situation had made their mental health problems worse. So this is a big issue. And people with mental health problems are also more likely to be in problem debt. Almost one in five, that's 18% for those of us that, that like stats, almost one in five people with mental health problems are in problem debt. People experiencing mental health problems are three and a half times more likely to be in problem debt than people without mental health problems. So at any one time, any one time, one in four of us at least one in four of us are experiencing a mental health problem. And if we transfer that to um, the population of Campus Lang, Rutherglen being just under, just short of 60,000 people, that's actually about 15,000 people in our local communities and neighbourhoods who are experiencing a mental health problem. Um, very often that won't be diagnosed. It might not be a clinical mental health problem, but that's a lot of people experiencing mental health problems. And so if you think about that number, 15,000 people, um, you know, about 18% of them, one in five, that's 3,000 people at the moment, uh, will be in problem debt in Campus Lang and Rutherglen. So it's a local prog uh, prog problem too. 72% of respondents to Money and Mental Health Service said that their mental health problems had made their financial situation worse. And there's lots of ways that a financial situation can get worse. Um, and it can, uh, you know, affect all sorts of areas in your life. Just before I came into the studio, we were talking there about uh, this model called Maslow's... Um, hierarchy of needs and it basically means that if you if your basic needs so housing and food and warmth and so on if there's any insecurity around that if there's any sort of um 
you know, sort of lack around that, then that's a knock-on effect in every other aspect of your life too. So how does being in financial difficulty affect your mental health? Well, there's lots to talk about there, but you know what? There's loads and loads of good music at this hour, and uh, the majority of it is all about money. So here's the Moody Blues and Lose Your Money. That was very early Moody Blues, wasn't it? I mean, it was way before War of the Worlds. Uh, but that was a Lose Your Money. Okay, so what's the telling your story? My name is Joy Mitchell. And today we are talking about money and the impact it has on your mental health and how mental health can impact your money as well. Um, so how does being in financial difficulty affect your mental health? Well, it seems... It's logical, really, that it that it would do, and yeah, it absolutely does. It's it's like a vicious cycle where mental health problems make it harder, harder to do things, harder to make decisions, harder to feel relaxed and comfortable, and and that can lead to financial difficulty, which causes stress, etc. And that leads to worsening of mental health, and that leads to um, isolation, which which leads to feeling worse about um, your situation and, and so it goes on uh, financial difficulties and uh, you, you may have experienced this personally it's a common cause of stress and anxiety stigma around debt can mean that people struggle to ask for help and may become isolated the impact on people's mental health can be particularly severe if they resort to cutting back on essentials which many people are having to do they're cutting back in their heating and eating or if creditors are aggressive or insensitive when collecting debts. You know, we see it in the, the, the papers about, um, you know, people 
uh, only eating once a day because they can't afford to buy food and not putting their heating on and because they can't afford it. Uh, thankfully, there are um, warm hubs around. There's community centres and church halls and so on that are opening up during the day so that people can, can go along and meet others and, and, and stay warm. Now, financial difficulty drastically reduces recovery rates for common mental health conditions. So when I was talking before about one in four of us at any one time experiencing a mental health um, problem, uh, that that doesn't necessarily mean clinical illnesses. But if you're also in financial difficulty, then it can make your mental health problem worse and it could lead to a clinical issue. People with depression, for example, and problem debt are 4.2 times more likely to still have depression 18 months later than people without financial difficulty. People in problem debt are three times as likely to have thought about suicide in the past year. There is rarely one single factor that drives people to take their own life. Instead, typically a range of social issues, life events, cognitive and personality factors are, are combined. However, there is a strong link between problem debt and suicide. So if that's how you're feeling, reach out for help. There is help around. You can call Healthy and Happy. You can speak to your GP. You can um, you know, go to Money Advice or Citizens Advice Bureau and speak with them. Uh, it's important to reach out and get, get the ball rolling with support. That's the main thing. So how does having a mental health problem affect your income? Uh, well, we'll talk about that, but I think we'll have a little bit more music um, before that. And here's Pink Floyd with money.
there for the love of money and the reason we're playing that is because our theme today is all about money and its impact on mental health and how mental health impacts on money and uh, there's lots of information out there um, about this what we're going to do is we're going to look at a little bit more uh, in terms of how mental health problems might affect your, your income we'll have a look at some demographics but then we're also going to spend some time talking about uh, what can you do about it? How you know what support is is available out there? So, how does ha- having a mental health problem affect your income? This is quite fundamental, really, isn't it? Um, again, if um, if you don't have a source of income, then clearly you're going to have issues around money. And the income gap we know for those for with mental health problems is significant. People with anxiety and depression have a median gross annual income of £8,500 less than that of people without those conditions. Less than half of people with mental health problems in the UK were in employment in 2018-19 compared to four in five of those without mental health problems. And that's 48% versus 79% if you if you like your stats. I mean, that's that's huge. And when in work, people with mental health problems are more likely to work part-time and are overrepresented in low-paying roles. More than one in three of those in work who have a mental health problem are in the three lowest-paid occupational groups, in contrast to one in four of those who have not had mental health problems. Wow, lots to unpack there. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can come back to uh, some of it. People with mental health problems are more likely to be in receipt of benefits too, which provide a low level of financial support. A third of housing benefit claimants and nearly half of adults aged 16 to 64 
in receipt of some kind of out of work benefit have a common mental disorder or mental illness such as depression or generalised anxiety disorder. And this rises to two-thirds of people claiming employment support allowance, a benefit aimed at those unable to work due to poor health or disability. Acute episodes of mental health problems can disrupt incomes too. People can struggle to attend work, maintain their benefit claims or keep on top of managing their money. So you can see this, you know, it's like pulling pulling a plug in the water, just, uh, you know, getting into this spiralling down and it's really difficult to stop it, really difficult for, for things not to get worse in that situation. But as I say, we will talk about um, different supports a wee bit later on. How does having a mental health problem affect your expenditure and ability to save well, common symptoms of mental health problems such as increased impulsivity and memory problems can make it harder to keep on top of financial management or to get a good deal in complex markets, increasing the likelihood of financial difficulty. Many people with mental health problems report that their spending patterns and ability to make financial decisions changes significantly during poor mental health periods. And recent national polling of people with mental health problems found that while they're unwell, six in ten people found it harder to make financial decisions. 42% put off paying bills and 38% took out a loan that they would not otherwise have taken out. Three in ten people with mental health problems reported that they would only be able to make ends meet for less than a month if their household lost its main source of income. And this was double the rate of people who had never experienced a mental health problem. So having a mental health problem can affect your ability to access essential services and, and manage your finances. Mental health problems can also make it harder to engage with essential services such as banks and energy companies. People can struggle to understand bills and remember account details, leading to financial difficulties and distress. More than one in three people who have experienced mental health problems experience significant anxiety levels when dealing with essential services, including symptoms such as racing heart and trouble breathing. Communicating with essential service providers can be particularly challenging. I find, I mean, this is astonishing. These figures are astonishing. In national polling, three quarters of people with mental health problems found at least one communication channel difficult. With four in ten saying they find it difficult or distressing to make phone calls. And when alternative communication channels are not offered, this can prevent people from accessing support and addressing financial problems early. So again, downward spiral there. And, you know, there, there are ways that the essential services can help. I mean, if, if they are aware that their clients and their customers or the people they serve, um, you know, may be unwell and three quarters of them would find it, um, you know, a, a communication channel difficult and four in ten would find it distressing to, to make a phone call, then they might be more open to find other ways to, to you know, have those conversations and to make it uh, easier for people to, to 
contact him and say, look, I'm, I'm kind of struggling at the moment and, and I know I'm getting behind on my bills, but this is what's going on. And of course, that can lead to people, um, you know, not making contact at all. And then, of course, the service doesn't know what's going on. Uh, so they take perhaps more um, serious action more quickly. Now, support services have a key role in tackling financial difficulties for people with uh, mental health problems. Health and social care services can play an important part in identifying people with mental health problems who are also experiencing financial difficulties. But opportunities to support people who benefit from support are often missed, partly because of what we've just talked about there, about how difficult it is for people to, um, to, to contact the service and let them know what's happening. And only one in five people with mental health problems had spoken to a GP, social worker or mental health nurse about how their finances affect their mental health, which means that four in five haven't done. And less than three in ten reporting they'd been proactively asked about their finances by these services. So if the services were more aware of this, and perhaps made it more routine for them to say, how are you getting on financially? Have you got any, any issues there can, that we can help with or we can take into account? Then people were, you know, who are experiencing this difficulty um, might be more likely uh, to, to open up and talk about it and get the support that they need. Debt advice services can also serve as a lifeline to people with problem debt. But many people with mental health problems struggle to access debt advice and need greater flexibility in the system to support them to get the vital help they need. So, uh, it's just after 25 to 2. We've got lots to get through, but there's so much good music as well. So, I think what we'll do is we'll have another bit of music um, and then we'll have a quick chat about... Uh, demographic characteristics like gender and age and so on, how that affects our experience of money and mental health problems. And then we'll talk about uh, support. So here is a space with money.
from Drumsagar to Overton, from Flemington to Eastfield, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM, local radio for you. Yes, it's Cam Glenn Radio. This is Telling Your Story and my name's Joy. And today we're talking about money and how it influences our mental health and how mental health can influence our money. Um, so just going to give you some information about uh, specific demographic characteristics. And then we'll talk about well, what we can do to help ourselves when we're struggling financially. So first of all, gender. Gender can have an impact on how different people experience the link between money and mental health. And research shows that women with mental health problems are more likely to find it a burden to keep up with domestic bills and credit commitments. However, men reported that gendered expectations, such as avoiding talking about their mental health, made it harder to access potential sources of support. And transgender and non-binary people also face obstacles to good mental and financial health, including stigma and discrimination in workplace and healthcare settings. When it comes to age, on average, younger people with mental health problems are more likely to report feeling anxious about their financial situation. 63% of 18 to 34-year-olds are anxious about their finances, compared to 54% of 35 to 54-year-olds and 44% of those aged 55 to 65 with such conditions. However, older people with mental health problems tend to be more reticent to disclose their condition to essential service providers and could be missing out on extra support as a result. The combination of having a mental health problem and being from a minoritised ethnic group can present compounding barriers to good income and therefore good financial health. Among those with mental health problems, people from minoritised Ethnic groups are significantly more likely to live in a household that is behind on bills. Minoritised um, ethnic groups can also face barriers to accessing support with their mental and financial health. And in some instances experience worse outcomes uh, when they do receive this help. So what can we do to help ourselves when we're struggling financially? Well, it's actually quite a lot of different things. And I've mentioned support services. And please do avail yourself of support services. They're there to help. They want to, you know, meet you and hear you and and um, do what they can to support you. So please do find your local services and access them as, as soon as you feel there's um, some difficulties there with uh, either mental health or with your finances. So we've got quite a few different ways to support yourself. Now, number one is being kind to yourself. So what do we mean by that? Well, self-compassion is vital for our mental well-being, especially in tough times. And getting into the right mind space can help for dealing with your money problems. If you're struggling to cope with money or unemployment, say, accepting that things might be outside your control or that they might take time to sort out can help you feel calmer. It's not all on you right now, today, here and now. Things can take time. And it might be that it's support services and so on that you need to be speaking to. So treat, try and treat yourself kindly 
and avoid negative self-talk or unhelpful thoughts. It can also help to remember things change. No matter what your situation at the moment, it's going to change. The only constant is change. You can try uh, cognitive behavioural therapy techniques as well. So it's just focusing on what you can control. And then that that changes this downward spiral into a kind of up, upward spiral there. That you, know, you start to feel like you are in control. You start to address some of your, um, your issues. And that makes you, um, you know, feel uh, actually that you're more able to take it a step further and to take it a step further. So it improves your uh, sense of control and uh, motivation as well. You can talk about your money issues. It can help to talk with someone you trust, like a friend or family member. Or you might prefer to talk to somebody confidentially, perhaps to work out how you feel right now and what to do next, like getting money advice. So money health and money advice, where I'm, I'm getting you know so, so many of the, the uh, stats and the information um, that I'm sharing today, uh, is an online advice service covering both mental health and financial problems. And the organisation Mind offers support online and by phone, and that is 0300-123-3393. Relate has trained counsellors who can help if money is causing relationship problems. And there are also NHS mental health services, including free NHS talking therapies um, as well. Um, you've got local organisations such as Healthy and Happy. You've got national organisations that have local branches like um, Citizens Advice Bureau. And of course, there's a Citizens Advice Bureau in Campus Lion Rutherglen as well. Money advice services are available from the council too. So there's lots, there's lots there and they're there to help you. So it's, it's about availing yourself of them and, and make an appointment and go and speak with them and tell them what, what's going on. Um, you can also uh, maintain your physical health to ease anxiety. And our physical health often affects how we feel emotionally and mentally. So being active, you know what, even just going for a short walk, just take a walk. Walk away from things for five, ten minutes. And it can really help when you're dealing with stress, whether that's caused by money problems and work issues or, or not. Try to be active and stick to a healthy diet. Uh, now avoid drinking too much alcohol, smoking or using um, illegal drugs or prescription drugs more than, than you've been prescribed. That can be a tricky one because... Sometimes we can see having a drink as, as being a you know a coping mechanism, but you know what? It's actually an unhealthy coping mechanism. It's not going to help in the long run. There are other things you can be doing. You can also uh, you know you can um, speak with Frank F A R A N K. It's a is a, a free advice line, um, and that's o three hundred one two three double six double o. You can create good self-care routines. Sticking to a routine might give us a sense of purpose and boost our mood. This can be tough if you're feeling low. So start with simple things. It's just getting up and going to bed at the same time every day. Yeah, that might be easier said than done if you're if you're feeling anxious or you know you're you're feeling more tired than than usual. But it is something that you can do that doesn't actually cost extra money. 
and and can help. It can help keep you warm as well if you if you go to bed. But the the point here is about doing it consistently at the same time. Going to bed at the same time every night, getting up at the same time every day. And as you stick to your routine, you should notice that your mood actually does start to improve. So again, it's just controlling the things that you can control rather than focusing in and stressing about the things you can't. If you're not working right now, it's still good to stick to good self-care routines. And if you're currently looking for work, take regular breaks and do or plan something enjoyable. Okay, we're going to have another bit of music um, and then we will uh, give a little bit more information, say our goodbyes. And, uh, but don't go anywhere because coming up at two o'clock we have Alan Stevenson and then later on this afternoon we've got um, Frank Murphy with Hot Wax. So there's lots of good stuff to stay tuned for in Cam Glenn Radio. But first, here's a Van Morrison with Blue Money. Photographer smile, take a break for a while, take a rest, do your very best, take five money, five money, search in your bag, light up a fag, think it's a drag, but you're so glad to be alive. Morrison there with Blue Money. Well, it's about eight minutes to two o'clock. Got a couple of bits of um, information and uh, then I'll leave you with a couple of tracks. 
tell you what they are before we say goodbye. So here's some practical things you can do specifically about money. You can create a budget or money plan. A budget is a plan for balancing the money coming in and going out, which can help us feel more in control and help to ease anxiety or stress over money. Uh, Now, even if you don't have a lot of money coming in, knowing exactly how much you have um, can actually help. It means you're in control of the budgeting process. Okay. You can also get free money advice or help with debt. You might feel like there's no way out, but you can get free financial advice and support. Organisations that offer free money advice include Money Helper and the National Deadline. And if you currently have no money and need help, Step Change has advice on emergency help with money or food. And you can also understand your employment rights and how to get support if that's something that's um, relevant to you. If you're worried about unemployment or redundancy, losing your job, or you've maybe even lost your job and you don't know what your options are. Well, Money Helpers Work Advice covers redundancy. Citizens Advice has information on benefits and support for wider issues um, you might be facing. And you can find some information on redundancy and rights from ACAS. So you can go online. Uh, maybe put, if, you, if you can't do that at home, you can pop down to a local library and um, search for ACAS, A-C-A-S. And you can find out all about your rights there. Well, time to go. Another week. Another week over and a new one just begun, as they say. Um, Stay tuned. Two o'clock, we've got Alan Stevenson coming in. Uh, And at four o'clock, we have Frank Murphy. So I've been Joy Mitchell. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and um, listening to that important topic about uh, money and mental health. And I'm going to leave you with two tracks. The, the, the first one is Steve Miller Band, Take the Money and Run. And the final track today is actually the choice of Brenda, who's been the, the uh, fantastic BA today. This is one of her favourites. It's called When You Go. So thanks again for listening. Tune in next Sunday at one o'clock for another Telling Your Story. Bye just now.
breaks my heart when you go the sun shines just breaks my heart when you 